Hey y'all, welcome to Nude Radio. This is your host, Kenny Heflin, and uh, you are tuning in to one of my semi-nude episodes. And this episode is actually a little bit different from some of my semi-nude episodes because this show is going to focus on uh, an episode that I will be airing with one of my friends, Cordero, who is a fellow podcaster. You can find his podcast, uh, which is Darrow's Daring Thoughts, which is going to be streamed on all streaming services and wherever you can find podcasts. So just like mine, you can find his Darrow's Daring Thoughts. And in our episode together, we recapped uh, the most recent Clubhouse linkups in Atlanta and Dallas. So a lot of tea is spilled. A lot of things are, are, you know, unpacked and everything like that. But this episode is going to focus on um, just my own personal viewpoint of the trips and just the development of a few things that uh, would basically add context to what Daryl and I uh, spoke about in our episode together. So you'll be getting that episode, which is, you know, pretty much like a bonus in a way, but you'll also get just some perspective from both parties and everything like that. But with this one, it's just going to be me, just me telling my own story and all of that stuff, because we've been having all these cute little clubhouse linkups and we've been meeting each other and it's been uh, some sweet and salty or I guess sweet and sour type things, I guess kind of like a sour patch kit. I don't fucking know. Look, listen. So uh, just to preface with this episode, like I say, it's just uh, in a way a bonus or just, again, a more personal uh, point from me, at least uh, just to add some context into what the episode talks about with Cordero and I. And uh, just to answer a little bit of questions that some people may have if they happen to um, listen to the show or if they happen to follow us from Clubhouse and anything like that. So, um, of course, you know, I tell my own stories. I do not mention names. Uh, There are no names that was mentioned uh, with Cordero's episode with me or any information um, with anyone that, you know was discussed no names so um it's kind of like that type of situation like if you know who then i guess you know who but not really many people know so yeah we don't do names over here but because i'm just telling my story my side my perspective i don't want to tell anybody's business by you know saying their names and stuff like that but look i'm just gonna say what i'm feeling and uh we gonna unpack so all right, let's see. Where do I even start? Oh my god! So, y'all, we we have been on Clubhouse for like shit six, seven months at this point now, and we've been able to connect with all of these different people from the LGBTQIA community. A is still um, Black Pride that's coming up this weekend, actually in LA, but it is Pride Month. Um, you know, still technically, um, even though we're at the end of June, but either way. Um, yeah, so we've been meeting up, you know, the world has been opening up 
LA is open back up, you know, people are getting vaccinated and stuff like that. And we're kind of seeing like, you know, that light at the end of the tunnel, right? So we've been linking up y'all. We've been linking up and we had a trip that we planned in Atlanta for Memorial Day weekend. And this was my first time I had ever been to Atlanta as an adult. So I was looking forward to this like crazy, like y'all don't understand. I've been wanting to, you know, touch down on Atlanta as a grown up for years. I never had the opportunity because I was always fucking working so fucking much. But hey, it pays to fuck off. It pays the bills. Kenny got the coin now. And guess what? I wanted to have such a good time in Atlanta with so many people that I've been connecting with and engaging with for months. This was going to be my first time, like really meeting most of the people that we've been in and out of each other's rooms and stuff. And we formed these bonds and everything. We've built friendships and whatnot. It's just, oh, it's been great. So, yeah, we got to Atlanta. We got to Atlanta, but before, let me start off before we, you know, before the plane landed in Atlanta stuff, let's give a little story and whatnot, right? So what I've talked about on Nude Radio Season 2, of course, I've, I've definitely spoken about, you know, Clubhouse and everything because it has been a platform where, you know, individuals across the country and even across the world have been able to just interact and engage with other humans in their own respective cities and countries and continents and all of that stuff. And now since the world is opening back up, guess what? We're starting to link the fuck up, right? So yeah, we're planning this trip to Atlanta. We all know we're going. It's like 60 plus people. I mean, this is a big fucking deal, y'all. Like a big deal so you know there's people who've been crushing on each other for months i mean people been sliding each other's dms and when you're finding out that your instagram crush or clubhouse crush is going to be in a city where you gonna be at guess what people were excited i mean when i tell you i'm just gonna be perfectly frank and just honest you know how i do it How do I even say this without sounding horrible? Well, I mean, okay. So the men were, uh, they were making a move. I mean, people were stating a claim to your body. They were stating their claim to your time. I mean, it was absolutely ridiculous. Like it sounds even gross if I was actually to count out the the amount of men that were sliding my DMs like, oh my God, Kenny, you going to Atlanta? You going to oh I'ma be there. We gonna fuck. We gonna all this stuff and all this shit, right? And I'm just sitting here like, okay, well, um, that sounds cute. I know we may have exchanged, you know, some conversation in the last few months and stuff like that, but I don't want to make any promises I can't keep. Like, I can't really say that I'm going to necessarily have sex with you. Just saying, because look, I think I haven't talked about this on the show before. Anyways, I call my dick Drake. I call it Drake because that nigga is emotional as fuck. My dick is so fucking emotional. It is so moody like i mean if i'm not in the mood baby it's not gonna do what it needs to do and what's going to be given is not going to be got so just keeping it real i don't like planning sex i i do not like planning sex you got to catch me when i'm hot and ready like a damn pizza from little caesars i'm just saying but anywho 
people wanted this dick. They did. And it sounded cute. And to be honest, (laughs) y'all, I wrote a list down on my little phone notes and stuff. And I put like little question marks and stuff or whatever, because it was some people that were like, you know, telling each other like, oh, yeah, we gonna fucking need to send that right. And I'm like, oh, word had got back to me. Thanks to Cordero. Look, Cordero, look, he gets all the tea. I know I do, but he gets all the tea. But people were coming to him with my name and a mouth and all this stuff and everything and just like that. And, and when him telling me that, they pretty much got X'd off because I'm like, if you're willing to mention me by name and say that you're going to do this to me and blah, 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 blah in Atlanta, then guess what? Who's to say what the fuck is going to happen after we fuck and then we get back on Clubhouse because y'all, if y'all don't follow the app, especially in the gay, black, queer uh, spaces and stuff, it's like uh, <laughs> it's like high school. It's like high school. Everyone's in each other's business and everyone wants each other and all these little things. Right. And everyone's talking to each other, you know, little shit like that. And if any of my clubhouse uh, followers and listeners are listening to this episode, then, you know, I'm telling the truth. Okay, so if you're willing to do that, then that means that, you know, say, for example, we fuck and we have some great sex or whatever, even if it's bad. Who knows? We ain't going to put that type of uh, bad luck on me. Okay, we ain't putting that on my dick. But if we have sex. Who's to say you're not going to get on Clubhouse, like, in a room and just start, you know, spouting out, like, oh, yeah, me and Kenny had sex. And this, that, nerd, we did this, and blah, 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 blah. Nah, don't do that. Mm-mm. Don't do that. Nah. Keep it cute. And put it on mute. In a way. Yeah. You know? Anyways. So, there was that that was going on. I wrote a list down. I really did. And I'm not going to say the number of people, <laughs> but... <laughs> It was just that bad. Um, but yeah, we wrote this list down and the the days were approaching to Atlanta and everything like that. And here it is, like we were on our final day right before Atlanta. And I just remember telling myself, I'm like, I bet you things are not going to go the way you think they're going to go. Here it is. You're coming into this trip. You're looking forward to meeting all these people that you have been connecting with and engaging with through this app. And there's people that are throwing themselves at you. I mean, they're giving you the time and space and opportunity to plow and slut and gut them right. But I bet you things are not going to go the way you think they're going to go. I bet you it's not going to happen. And I'm like, okay, I make I make space for that, you know. Who knows? Because again, this dick is moody. Who knows if I'm being fucking moody to even have sex with multiple people in a damn weekend? But um, I get there, and we had like our first link ups and stuff. And and let me tell you, like everyone looked the same uh, for the most part. Um, I mean, some people use filters or whatever, but people look the same. And the energy was still the same. It was nothing but if you knew just like the surface level of things it was nothing but just great energy and just like good vibes it was no drama that most of us encounter maybe some underlying drama but i can't speak on that because i didn't see it you know but it was just nothing but good vibes good energy and no drama and it was just such a great time to like meet everyone you know and to meet you know 
one of the guys that, you know, I was like, oh, this is like one of my friends that established through Clubhouse and everything. It was my first time meeting him in person. And like we were so excited, just all the stuff and everything. And a few other friends that like I was able to meet finally in, in person and stuff. So we had such a great time. We had multiple nights of events and stuff, and it was like pretty cool. But my favorite standout night was uh, we had a pajama party night. I think it was like a Friday. And um, we got there, you know, and I was excited to see one person that I had been chit-chatting with through Instagram from, you know, the last few months since, I guess, March or so. And, you know, he came out to L.A., uh, I think back in April, and we had plans on meeting and stuff like that. He was supposed to have been out here longer, but me being me, I'm like, I'll see you when I see you. Like, I'll we'll see each other but i wasn't in a rush because i thought he was going to be here longer turns out he had to return back to where he had to go um a little bit earlier so missed him uh on the first go around here in la and you know it was like okay we both expressed you know excitement that we were going to get the chance to meet each other in person in atlanta so we are at the pajama party and we finally see each other in person and it was like, it was honestly, y'all, it was literally like what you see in movies. Like, it was just sparks. I mean, instantaneous sparks. Just the, the chemistry was just, bam, it was right there. And he goes, hey, Kenny. And I'm like, hey, you know, and we hugged and everything like that. And, you know, eventually throughout the night, you know, we were just staring at each other in, in certain ways. And my friend was catching him staring at me and he got caught. Uh, staring at me from myself and just all that. And I'm like, okay. I, t- I walked up to him. I'm like, look, we keep staring at each other. I'm, I see you. You keep walking past me, you know, touching my waist or whatever like that. Look, we need to have a talk. We need to have a talk outside. <laughs> Let's have a talk outside real quick. Cause I need to talk to y'all motherfucking now. You ain't gonna keep touching me and thinking that's going to be cute. Like, nah, nigga, we've been exchanging, you know, we've been exchanging nudes and shit and everything like that for the last few months. And, you know, here we are, here we are, um, you know, and my thing was, fuck, I'm excited. I'm really excited to like get the chance to like actually connect with you in some type of way and stuff. So we got outside. It was kind of raining and uh, we kissed. We talked some shit. You know how you know how we do and stuff. I'm a shit talker. I'm from Detroit. We talk shit. So I'm talking some shit. He talking some shit. You know, all of that. We I'm, I'm rubbing on the booty finally in person and stuff. It's like, yeah, nigga, you've been sending me his booty for forever. Like, you know, I get to rub this shit. Right. And um we basically made plans to link up later on that night. So we get back to the party and everything. We try to keep a, a, a low profile, of course, because I don't like really making a scene. And especially with clubhouse people, because like I say, it is very much like high school and people are just like looking and lurking to get all the tea that they can get. So the party ends and stuff. And then we eventually get back to my hotel. Um, and he was with his friends. I was with my friend and he and I, we went back to my room together. You know, our friends went their separate ways. They saw what was going on and we trusted they would keep their mouth shut and that they wouldn't run it. Right. 
So he and I, we just, you know, we got back to my room. We were just like talking and stuff. And then, of course, you know, kissing and kissing led to what I thought would be just like some oral and everything, because you know what, like with this stuff or whatever, like supposedly, you know, he was just like this new bottom or whatever the case is. And with bottoms, like you just don't really know, like this is just gay sex one on one. You just don't know until you know if, you know, they're ready. You know what I mean? Like if they're ready, you know. Right. Okay. So I'm thinking like, well, maybe I might like eat his ass or something like that or whatever. No, I mean, shit, the vibe got hot in the room too. And, um, we got a little ghetto. We got a little ghetto. We did use spit food. It was, look, I know, do not judge me. It was kind of primitive, but I guess just call it me paying homage to our gay ancestors in a way they had to resort to having sex back in the day. We just going to blame it on that. Yeah, we going to blame it on that. But spit can be loop. Anyways, um, I was surprised because I'm like, wait, like this ass is ready. Like, damn, like, did you douche? Like, did you know you was having sex? You know, because from what I remember, he was just like, no, nah, like, I'm not planning on having sex with anybody and all this stuff and everything and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, this ass tells otherwise because this baby is clean. <laughs> Look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, listen, I am not complaining. Let's just, let's just get that out the way. I'm not complaining that you are clean. I appreciate that you are squeaky clean. It was no mess and it was no stress. I was just surreal, like in, in this, idea like damn like we i'm fucking you like damn like okay like shit and you get okay like we doing this and baby i was like damn you know this nigga taking a dick like pretty well too like shit like mm, oh okay this is cute and the sex was bomb i gotta give credit where it's due the sex was bomb the the, the chemistry was there um, the vibes were all right. I mean, all of that stuff, like we fucked until the sun came up and then we fucking slept and just cuddled and stuff, you know, and y'all know, I think I've mentioned it before when my love languages are like, or at least one of them that would make sense to this story is that one of my love languages is, um, physical touch. And I can be kind of affectionate, I guess, when the energy is like there, like if the energy's there, then I can be soft and pink and cute like you know everyone doesn't get that though which is interesting but that's fine but um we just connected you know like we talked in bed we cuddled i stroked his hair he stroked my chest hair like we were just entangled like a little pretzel and it was just one of those moments where we just happened to vibe and just to connect and get to talk and get to learn more about each other and stuff and we got to see each other in a different light because again, like we have been talking to each other through the app and everything and a few times through text message or whatever. But now that we were in the flesh, like, you know, and now that we have, you know, engaged in sexual activity, I mean, that was that was different because I'm like, wow, again, I'm just like blown away. Like, wow, I can't believe like we actually fucked like that really happened. All right. Well, this is nice. And we just sat there. We just sat there and we slept, we woke up, we had sex, like we talked, we, it was great, but we had places to go. 
you know, my friend is calling me, you know, my friend is the one that saw us uh, go where we were going before. So he's calling me like, where are you at? And I'm like answering phones, like all droggy and shit like that. We up here laughing and stuff. He's like, are you still with such and such? I'm like, yeah. And this <laughs> old boy is like, hey, and we up here like just recapping our night and everything. And, you know, he had to go his uh with his friends. And then I had to go with my friends because we had link ups to go to. And, you know, again, like I didn't want to do any type of, you know, um, any type of expose with uh, the group of people like, you know, oh, Kenny is with such and such and all this stuff and everything like that. Like, no, like I prefer to have it like a little bit low key. And again, I just felt like, you know, the people who really knew, like knew, and that was our friends. And that's how it should have been. And that's how it pretty much stayed, I guess. But it basically turned out to be, you know, like, like my friend has said, he was like, damn, like Kenny, you got an ATL boo, like the fuck, because he and I, we were together um, within all of the uh, link ups that we had, you know, I would say. Uh, three out of four nights. I forget how many nights I was there, but he, we were together and who the fuck would have thought? I mean, cause at some of these events, there was many, many, there was so many dudes throwing themselves at each other, walking around. I mean, in each other's face. I mean, it was crazy. Like niggas was literally up in each other's face. Like whoever would, whoever would offer it and whoever would take it or receive it. Like those were the ones who got the prize. Um, evidently, I guess the prize was ass or dick. I don't fucking know. But that was one thing uh, that I didn't technically care for because it's just like, you got to see people in a different light. You know, alcohol was involved, you know, hormones and everything like that. And to see like certain people like bounce around from like dick to dick, like I mean to from face to face, it was crazy. And I was just like, huh, okay, okay, yeah, I can see how this could get a little messy. I can see how this can get a little messy. And I just knew I'm like, well, shit, I'm going back to my room with oh boy, like that's that's what's going on with that, you know. Um, at least most of the nights we had went back home together, you know, at home, I mean, hotel. And again, it was the same thing. Awesome sex, great sex, great vibes. You know, the chemistry was right. Um, conversation was on point, you know, even after the sex, it was more than just the physical aspect of it. It was the fact that there was the intimate level of things. Like I was, a little bit thrown off by that because, you know, obviously y'all have been listening to season two of Nude Radio where I've been kind of chronicalizing just my healing phase and the fact that, you know, where season one left off, I was in a in a space of healing that ended up turning to somewhat of a dark space of just mistrust of men. And I honestly felt like, you know, I couldn't believe men. I could not trust men. I mean, everything that they did were were things to cause you stress and to um, not consider you and everything like that. And I didn't want to think like that forever because I also did offer up space with realization as to know that whatever dark mindset that I had, you know, in my mind and everything like that, and even just the 
the wall and barrier that I had built over myself uh, to protect me from men, you know, that that would eventually come down. You know, I knew that it was temporary because I knew that eventually I would meet someone that could, you know, just connect with me on a deeper level. And, um, you know, that wall would come down and, hey, you know, shit, it would be right, you know, right? So I knew that that would happen. And I told myself, I'm like, watch, you're in this dark space now. But again, Kenny, you are healing and you are human and you are taking this time to treat yourself with kindness and stuff. And, you know, I, I was very vocal on the app you know, at the beginning of the year and stuff. And like for the months that followed, like, you know, my DMs were closed. Like, leave me the fuck alone. Like, I'm not trying to be bothered. This is my story. Like, I'm not in a space to even entertain a dude. Like, you know, I'm not about to be out here promising myself, you know, any time or any uh, obligation or anything. I don't owe that to anybody. What I owe to to anybody is to myself, and that's to actually heal. And I didn't want to get myself involved with any type of person from the app or even off the app where, you know, things were expected from me that I couldn't live up to. Because, again, I was going through a healing phase. I did not want to be that broken person involving myself prematurely with somebody who was not the person that caused me damage or trauma or whatever the case is. I did not want them to ever be in a space to feel like they had to pick up the baggage. They didn't ask for that. That's not cool. I've dealt with that shit before. I know y'all have dealt with people who have been broken. And have maybe used you as some type of, you know, scapegoat to kind of, you know, uh, they thought that that would heal their broken heart and stuff like that. And you ultimately had to pick up the pieces from a message you did not make. So I didn't want to do that to nobody. And that's why I've been operating the same way I've been operating and staying consistent on this app when I'm engaging with these guys. I didn't want to do anything and promise myself to anybody that I couldn't make or fulfill. And I wasn't able to get close to anybody. I just wasn't. I had dudes pursuing me, but I just didn't feel that I had the business to be involved in myself with anybody, especially in that current state. But I did know I'm like, watch around the summertime, maybe by the fall, you know, these ideas that you have towards men may most likely fall off. You know, that wall that you have may actually come crumbling down if you meet the right person that actually connects with you. Because y'all, I have spoken about it before, but I have only like romantically connected with, I think what, five people in my life. I'm 31 now. I Look, because sex is great. Sex is easy to come by. That's that's easy to do. But to actually connect with somebody on a mental level and just um, I kind of think like on a spiritual level too, whatever. Um, and then, of course, you add the sprinkles of the physical, of course, you know, that makes everything better. And that just doesn't happen often to me. So it's just like I've never been that person that could date multiple people or anything or had like all these different love interests and stuff like that. I, I can't. I admire y'all if that works for y'all. Hey, like it. And I was just thinking to myself, I'm like sitting in the bed with this dude and we're talking about our lives and everything like that. And we're getting close and whatnot. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, damn, here it is. I can't believe I'm feeling some type of emotion forming, like this bond that's forming between him and I. 
And that lasted for the entire weekend. That lasted for the entire weekend. And our friends, again, our friends peeped out what was going on because they're the ones that knew what was happening. You know, it was him and Kenny together, you know, this done the third. And we were just all just like, wow, like, okay, this happened. And he was the last person that actually saw me off before I left. You know, he came by and we had, again, bomb ass, bomb ass sex. Look, I'm going to give it worse, dude. Bomb sex. Um, shit. I mean, we slutted and got each other out. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> I mean, we wore each other out, but it was, it was, it was good. It was, it was good. And we spent time just in a bed, just again, like, you know, he was just like, I'm gonna miss you, Kenny. And I'm like, I'm gonna miss you too. Like, oh my God, I don't know when the next time we going to see each other and everything. And it was just like, we gotta, we gotta do something about this. You know, we, we gotta do something about this. Like we gotta see each other again soon. Like what the fuck? So I had to get back home, you know, I had like, you know, client meetings and shit like that or whatever. And I had to get back home that Tuesday. He saw me off. You know, I felt sad because I'm like, oh, I'm leaving everybody. And I'm like, damn, but I'm like leaving this dude that like we unexpectedly had like this connection built like in Atlanta. Like who the fuck would have thought like shit, this is kind of sad. And the days following, you know, we kept up with all the communication, all the FaceTimes for hours, the text messages. He he never missed a day where he didn't text me good morning. You know, um, he's in a different state. So he is like, I guess, you know, a few hours ahead of me. And um, I would wake up to a good morning text literally every morning. And we just kept up the conversation like it was normal. Like, you know, we kept up that connection that we had built in Atlanta and we talked about, you know, visiting each other, you know, however we could, we would definitely visit each other and see each other this summer before work got crazy and his work life got crazy. And just, you know, time and distance had like put us, you know, in this uh, purgatory, basically, you know, and there was a second link up that was going to be planned for the future and stuff in like that next few weeks or whatever. So um, I just remember I had like just a little bit of um, what's the way that I can explain it? Like I I take for I guess like. I kind of was just thinking like, you know, we're having such a great time. I'm connected with this person. Like, damn, I actually like this dude. And he's saying the same thing. Like he really likes me. And who the fuck would have thought that we would be, you know, in this position and stuff like who would have thought we literally both said that shit. And, you know, it was hot because um, even times when we got back on Clubhouse, like the weeks following, you know, he would make comments like it is so hot, you know, knowing that you don't want to spin up in this. Like, you know, who who would have thought like, you know, we be on Clubhouse, like nobody know that we fucking low key and shit like that or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, like that's kind of hot, right? Because um, supposedly, like, you know, I was the first person that he let inside of him um, and like the the like past five plus years so it's like okay like that's cute thank you i guess i get to wear a little badge of honor or something like all right sweet you know um i remember i did have questions because i'm like mm, you took this dick but i was like you know what i ain't gonna i'm gonna leave it alone shit like i'm i'm a good top i know how to coach somebody through some dick or whatever like that but i'm like okay I'm the first person in the last five plus years. We're going to take that. And I'm the only one that's been digging in your ass. 
okay, cute, nice. But uh, the weeks were approaching and it was a second linked up, but that was coming. And I remember just having like, just like, just weird feelings. Um, I didn't really know if it, if this feeling was the fact that I, again, was in this healing phase. I take for, uh, for credit that I know that I was in this healing phase, but I also was like, is this like my instinct to kicking in? Like, because I remember coming into 2021 saying that I was going to follow my, my gut feeling, my instinct, my intuition, whatever you want to call it. I was going to follow it. And you know, it's powerful. I mean, when I tell you my fucking intuition is like psychic shit, it's fucking crazy. Like, I mean, it's like that's a Raven type powers. I'm just being honest. Like my third eye be winking. And for so long, like I used to, you know, go against it because I was just like this natural optimist. I'm like, well, let's see what can happen. If it if it goes bad and goes bad, if it goes good, it goes good, whatever. And life will kick me in the butt. And I would be humble and I would be like, fuck, I should have listened to my gut. I should have listened to that instinct. I should have listened to my intuition. And when the second link up was going on and was being planned and everything, um, I knew that I wasn't going to be there in person. But, you know, um, he was going to be there. Um, my friend from Atlanta was going to be there and stuff like that. And I. I just was like, okay, like, you know, everybody's cool and everything like that. Like, let's just hope that whatever you're thinking is just those trust issues and you should probably just chill the fuck out. And because like I'm so into self and everything like that, like I was literally telling myself, like, Kenny, chill the fuck out. Like, it's not what you think it's going to be. Like, don't say that. Don't think that like this person, these people are better than that. Like, no, no, like just stop. Like this is, this is trust issues. This is no, this isn't the instinct. This is not the instinct. Like calm down. Like that's what I was telling myself. And, um, it brought comfort knowing that, you know, with the guy and I, like we kept up conversation just as much as we always did again, FaceTiming each other, um, you know, texting each other, even while he was where he was at, I was suffering from crazy ass FOMO. I wanted to be there so bad because like everything was looking so fun and I'm like, shit. Okay, sweet. He leaves, um, you know, like I say, everything was normal. Everything was normal. And again, the conversation of the communication was normal. Like, again, like we were just building on that bond and shit like that. And the days went past and stuff and just everything was normal. Like, I mean, literally we were getting so close. Like we just literally, we could not stop. FaceTime and like multiple times a day for hours, just getting close, just learning new things about each other and stuff and just being vulnerable. He was more so more vulnerable than I was. But, you know, I wanted to be a sounding board because he had like a lot of different, you know, inner demons and he wanted to address them. And he expressed that he felt so comfortable with me. And he was surprised because he had never been able to open up to another person, let alone like another guy. And I just remember thinking to myself, like as the days and weeks went by and stuff like, you know, um, whatever you thought before, you know, that was just your, 
that was just those residual trust issues. You know, this person is showing you totally different. Like the actions are speaking louder than the words. And, you know, he's adding in like, you know, he keeps saying that you're the only one that's been inside of him and everything like that. So <laughs> whatever you thought was going to happen did not happen. And um, yeah, like it just kind of put me at ease a little bit, you know, and it was like, OK, like, great. Nice. You know, whenever we would talk about sex like that would come up and everything. And of course, like, you know, we just were shocked uh, not knowing like damn, like shit. Who would have thought me and you on FaceTime for hours? Who the fuck would have thought? And I'm like, yes, who would have fucking thought like like my dude, like, you know, again, just everything that started in Atlanta, everything started in Atlanta for us. And we just took it from there. I mean, we always just kept talking about like the first night, like just recapping the first night and the nights uh, following that. And just like, again, who would have thought me and you in the bed, fucking, you know, getting close, building this bond, building this connection and stuff. Who would have thought, you know? And also for me, I'm like, who would have thought that my ass who had all these damn dark ass feelings towards men would be caking for hours with this dude that I'm growing feelings for. And he's saying that he's growing feelings for me. And again, the actions are there because it was mutual. The feeling was mutual. And we kept talking about it, you know, and who would have thought, but also the fact that he was not in California. That's the part that sucked. And I'm like, fuck this long distance thing. Like shit, Kenny, you know, you don't do long distance. Fuck. But I was like, you know what? We got the summertime. I did not want to, you know, and we both didn't want that to be the last time that we spent together and stuff like that. Like we both were like, nah, we ain't trying to be, um, you know, something that happens. And then we're, you know, keeping this connection, this bond going for weeks at this point now, you know, and we've shared so much stuff with each other and stuff and, and, and showed each other so many things about ourselves and whatnot. We can't let Atlanta be the first and the last time that we see each other before all this time and space like spreads us apart and just the summer's over and stuff like that. Like we can't let that go down. No, we can't let that go down. So it was just one of those situations where it was like, you know what? Let's go ahead and enjoy each other as much as possible. That was my big thing. He was just like, Kenny, like, you know, what do you want to come from this and stuff like that? Like, I want whatever you want and everything. And I'm like, look, I want us to first off, take our time because, again, I'm coming from a different space and I realized that, you know, I'm enjoying our time. I'm enjoying the quality of the conversation and I'm looking forward to, you know, you visiting out here and stuff. And we had plans, um, you know, we were going to uh, be visiting. Um, I was out. Look, I was thinking about like, look, we was going to go to Dallas and I was probably going to fly him out to Dallas or I was like, nah, you know what? 
I think it's probably best that you come, you know, to L.A. And he's like, yeah, like I, I can come back to L.A. like ASAP and stuff like that. And he didn't know. But like, I was just like, I'm about to fly this boy out. Like, and first off, I ain't never thought about doing that shit before because, you know, the long distance dating I did try um, last year, which I talked about in season one of Nude Radio was uh, they were both flight attendants. So they didn't need to be flew out because they can fly themselves out. OK. But with this dude, I'm like, look, you know, his money ain't where it needs to be and stuff like that. He got shit to do. Um, I don't want him spending like his last dollar and shit like that. Like, you know, I can I can book a flight. You know, I want to capitalize on as much time as we can, as much as possible. And he was on board because he wanted the same fucking thing, if not more. And we had plans um, to come out to L.A. and be in our bubble and shit, and just nerd out, fuck, just all that stuff, just you know, all the cute stuff, right? Because my big thing again, I'm like, look, I want to enjoy each other as much as possible while things are still realistic, while things still make sense before time and distance just spreads us apart too far. And even then, when that happens, like you know, shit, he wanted to talk as much as possible. I'm like, look. What, he's like, look, I want this to keep going and all this stuff. I'm like, OK, we can keep this going. Who knows where this is going to go, but we can keep it going until it doesn't go anymore. Or if it keeps going, who fucking knows? And I was just like, all right, sweet. He was uh, originally he was supposed to have came out here this past weekend um, during June 26. But um, some work stuff came up uh, for him on his side. And then I'm like, you know what? It's probably better to come for the 4th of July weekend because it's also L.A. Black Pride, too. So we can go to like some little, you know, parties and stuff and then retreat back into our own little bubble just for that weekend, you know, just for that weekend and stuff, you know. And um, like I say, like every single day, like whenever we would talk about sex, we would just always like talk about just like. Again, he just made it a point to be like, look, like you don't only want to spin up in this. And I'm like, all right, nice. Like, OK, like that's hot. I'm here for it. You know, I can't wait to be up in it again. Like, shit, we was we was on it. You know, we was getting it in and we don't get it in again, especially when you in my fucking place. So things um, ended up coming down uh, to a head. And uh, I felt like, you know, I had reached a point, you know, here it is. Me and him have been talking for weeks. We've been vibing, you know, we've had uh, two link ups, uh, which was the Dallas link up, uh, which Cordero and I talked about um, in the extended episode um, and that version where we talk about like our moments together and stuff like that and his perspective on the Dallas trip. But with my side, you know, me and old boy, like I wasn't going out like that because first off, like I was tired low key, but me and him, like, you know, I was spending the night on FaceTime with this dude for like seven hours and shit. Like we was just going back and forth. I mean, it it is what it was. Like we just had that chemistry and stuff and we were just building from the shit. And again, like, you know, we just could not wait to be in LA together and everything like that. And he didn't know that I was open to flying him out and everything, but I was, I was, I was genuine about that because I didn't want to lose traction on something that in a way felt like it made sense for me 
because like I told him, I was I was completely real and honest because y'all know me like I wear my heart on my sleeves. I'm very transparent and I don't feel the need to lie about stupid shit, let alone like dumb shit. So I'm not saying this to make you blush anymore that you're already blushing on a camera and stuff and we're falling asleep with each other on FaceTime and just being cute. You're the first person that I've connected with on an intimate level. You're the first man that I've connected with on an intimate, romantic level since my breakup. And that happened to be last year. So you're the first person this year. That meant that that was a big deal. That was a big deal. And he knew that was a big deal. And he just thought he was like that. Oh, my God. Like what? And I'm like, yeah, like like I say, like within our conversations and stuff, like we just the last few days and stuff, like, you know, even a few days ago, like he was just sharing so much about himself and just like, you know, being so vulnerable and stuff and just saying like, you know, look, like this is my past. This is my present. You know, this is what I want for my future. I want to be seen for once. You know, I want to, you know, not feel alone and everything like that. And I'm just like, damn, like, I appreciate you for being so vulnerable and so open. Like I was very much grateful because again, we liked each other. We were very much transparent about that. And I was very much transparent about the fact that, look, you the first dude that I have grown feelings for like in half a year. Like who the fuck would have thought? Like I, I, we cannot wait to be in each other's space, you know, in the next few weeks and stuff like that was the thing. So, um, we had that plan and everything. And, um, you know, Saturday we were talking, you know, good. I woke up to a good morning text per usual because the night before he fell asleep on, on the Zoom call and stuff or not Zoom call, but FaceTime per usual. So always cute because his time is like later than mine. And, um, you know, we were talking just like, how did you sleep? You know, what you doing? Say the audit shit or whatever. But um, things had hit a halting stop. Y'all, things hit a halting stop, a pause, a a roadblock, a hurdle. I talked to my friend, the friend that I, you know, grew close with from Clubhouse. I talked to my friend who I had my own little things about. I didn't know, like I said earlier, I had these thoughts and I didn't know if they were residual trust issues. I didn't know if it was my instinct because I'm going to be perfectly frank. They looked and felt the same. It was so hard to decipher if it was trust issues on one side or if it was your gut instinct on the other side. And I couldn't tell the difference. I mean, the water was murky. The lines were blurred. I mean, everything, y'all. So what I didn't want to believe, what I did not want to happen, happened. What I thought could happen, would probably happen, or did happen, happened. My friend. My so-called friend who knew me and old boy were ATL boos. Shit, he the one that actually gave us that title. Kenny got his ATL boo. He knew the he knew the he knew what the he knew the vibes. During that second link up, 
him and old boy end up having sex. Y'all, he told me my mouth dropped. I was so just, I was like, fuck. Really, y'all? Really? Dude, you supposed to be somebody I'm cool with, like a friend and shit like that. You knew the vibes beforehand? You saw this shit? But oh boy, you knew the vibes for sure. Because leading up to that second damn link up, we were always on on each other at that point anyways. So I was just like, damn, like, yeah, we single. But, you know, shit, like, I still got my own damn people over here in L.A. Shit, the fuck, like, we still single, like, but that's not my friend. That's not your friend, at least. You got fucked by my friend. Really? Y'all, when I tell you I was so disappointed, I was more so disappointed and let down than angry. I called him. I mean, I FaceTimed him. I was like, hey, and he answered the phone with a smile on his face like he usually would. And I was like, so y'all fucked. And he was his mouth dropped. His face changed. I mean, he was like, yeah. And I was like, wow, my friend. The nigga that you know is my friend. Y'all fucked. Hmm. Wow. And you continue on conversation with me like everything was normal. Like everything was normal while y'all were together. Y'all were somewhat making cam. He was making little cameos and shit because y'all were all together. Because you were with your friends and all this stuff and this, that, and the third. While what really, really, I was so pissed, but I was more so just let the fuck down. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, that's some dirty ass shit, my friend. I'm like, damn, like, I know we still single and shit like that or whatever. Like, nigga, like I told him, I'm like, dude, you could have fucked anybody. You could have fucked any damn nigga from Jack or Grindr or wherever the fuck you get your dudes from. I don't fucking know. You could have fucked anybody. You could have fucked anybody else from Clubhouse. Like, damn, but you fucked my friend. You let my friend up in there. Damn. I was like, fuck. That really sucked. And I told him, I'm like, I'm hurt. And one thing about me, like, I will say how I feel. I don't give a fuck. Like, you can't throw that shit back in my face at all like because if i said it i meant it and i stand by i stand 10 toes down like i'm a real ass nigga with that shit i'm like damn like i'm hurt this hurt because here it is this dude that we have been supposedly growing you know feelings for each other and stuff like that i mean from his side it it that's what and i believe that it was that i get that we didn't know what was going to happen after atlanta i get that But the fact that you still let my friend dig up in you and y'all fucked and you kept that a secret for the last few weeks 
And what you say that you planned on telling me and stuff, but you just didn't know when and how to say it and all that. And you just didn't know that our bond was going to be what it turned out to be. Nigga, what you didn't know was that I was going to fly you out. I told him this. I'm like, you didn't know that you didn't have to say like, you know, I'm like, that's what was happening. We I'm like, dude, we had plans. We had plans. I thought you felt comfortable with me that you could say all these things. I mean, you've been telling me everything else. You've been telling me everything else. Voluntarily telling me information damn near every fucking day. After we talked about sexual shit, you kept telling me I'm the only one that's been inside of you. Really? That's a lie. That was a lie. Why did you feel the need to lie about that? I never asked you that. I never asked you that. You voluntarily gave me that information talking about this, this, and this, and sliding in the shit the with the whole, I'm the only one that's been inside of you when we know this a lie because you got fucked by my friend. So for you to say, oh, it just happened and we didn't, and both people, both parties were like, you know, it just happened. Like we regret it, this, that, and the third, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, dude, first off, nigga, like I can't even trust you at this point because you knew the, you knew the vibes and shit like that. Like I get that you didn't know what happened before, you know, what's been happening the last few weeks and everything like that. But you knew what was happening after Atlanta. You knew that. But you just could not. It's plenty of ass that was there, my nigga, like shit, really? So what y'all planned is to, like what? Huh? What? The opportunity presented itself? Got it. Oh, boy, though. I'm like, what do you have to say? Shit. What? You were going to tell me that you let my friend fuck you and that you what? You've been telling me lies for like the last few weeks that you did not have to say. You were going to tell me after what um, you flew out to L.A. and we spent a great magical weekend together. And then, of course, caked and everything else like we have been doing this last few weeks um, for however long. What? Huh? That's when you're going to tell me when feelings were going to get even deeper. At that point, we would have really had a problem. We would have really had a problem because you know what, y'all? God shows me. I come from a praying family and baby, when I tell you my ancestors be looking out for me. And sometimes, like I say, like I got to remind myself to listen. But like I told you, like I did not know if that was my gut instinct that these two could potentially end up fucking or that they would fuck, or I did not know if it was just those residual trust issues that I just had towards men. Regardless of the good feelings that they were giving me, I did not know. And I really just didn't know. And I didn't speak on it. And I just felt betrayed. I felt betrayed because I'm like, dude, you supposed to be my friend. Okay. You're saying that Shit got crazy because he started filling on your dick or whatever. And, <clears throat> you know, ass was thrown at you or whatever. I mean, so-called friend. I mean, he threw old boy under the bus. He threw old boy under the bus. He was just like, 
I regretted it right afterwards, like, because I really, like, he's not even my type, like, and this and that, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, mm, okay. And I got from him, I was just like, I can get from some fucked up nigga shit. Because me and him, he ended up calling me later that day after he gave me that news. He ended up calling me and, and we spoke on the phone and stuff. And he was just like telling me his side of the story and everything. And I was just like, look, what you did was very much fucked up. Like you are that nigga that cannot be trusted. Um, plain and simple. He acknowledged that what he did was fucked up. He was very apologetic for it. But I'm just like my nigga. Like, I mean, I get how that can happen. Um, people get caught up or whatever. I, I can see that. I can see it. But the fact that, you know, you didn't know that me and him have been, you know, building this relationship and stuff like that for like the last few weeks, almost the last month at this point now. Um, and leading into the second link up when y'all did fuck, like, you know, things were still very new. Like, okay, I can get it. What you did was very fucked up. And I don't know if I'm still going to be able to talk to you or whatever. He he was like, look, I can understand if you don't want to talk to me, if you don't ever want to see me again. I get that. I know what I did was fucked up. And I, I, I will understand if that's how you feel. And I'm like, look, just give me some time because I, I don't I need to process everything. You know, my big thing was with, oh, boy, because I'm like. You cannot tell me that, yeah, you didn't know that what we had was going to turn to what we have now. Okay. But you're talking about and recapping all the shit that happened in Atlanta and the weeks and days that had led into and after Atlanta that led into that second link up. And the fact that you expressed yourself before and during the second link up. And the fact that you allowed yourself to have sex with my friend, it could have been anybody. It could have been anybody. That's all I'm saying. It's not what you do, it's how you do it. I'm like, my nigga, like, the fuck? And you've been lying. Unnecessary lies. That was my big thing. I'm like, why did you feel the need to keep lying, saying I'm the only person that's been in you when it... We both now know that's not the truth. I'm like, did you think that that was going to raise your, your your stock in my head? Or did you think that was going to make me like you more? Did you think that what I, I was going to feel like exclusive? I mean, when you did start saying that, like I kind of just like felt better about that because I was just like, all right, if he's saying this, then that means what I thought was going to happen didn't end up happening. But of course, we now see that it did happen. So it's just like, and you kept this a secret. Like, when were you going to say anything? When were you going to say something? Because we've been keeping up this charade for weeks, almost a month now. Come on now. I thought you said that you, that I felt um, like a comfortable space for you. Shit. Like, I was just so let down. And like I told him, I'm like, look, like, Oh boy, tell me like how it went down and this, this, and this. He threw you under the bus. The nigga that you chose to have sex with, my so-called friend that you chose to have sex with and fuck up the connection that you and I have built. We're talking about a nigga that was literally trying to 
reevaluate his ideas on long distance shit. His ideas on spending money on a nigga after the dark space I came out uh, out of the last few months. I was gonna fly your ass out. I was ready to treat you right. You know, you opened up to me. You cried to me and thanked me for being there for you and stuff. You wanted me to see you for who you were for once. You felt seen and I, and I reaffirmed you. We just had this conversation the other day and you chose to keep that a lie. You chose to volunteer information about somebody else in Atlanta that was up there trying to make their move on you and trying to, you know, fuck on you and shit like that or whatever. Now I'm starting to think that that was a lie too. Did you get fucked by them too? Since you like to volunteer, like, is it your guilty conscience that comes out and you kind of tell a story that's a twisted story, so half truth or no truth at all? Again, this is nothing I asked from this dude. He voluntarily told me lies. Damn near every fucking day for what? That's my biggest question I have for him. I'm like, nigga, what? You threw something good away with somebody that you expressed that you really have feelings for. And I expressed the same. The feeling was mutual. And it's funny because I told him, like, you know, he kept asking before, like, when are you going to do an Atlanta recap and stuff? Like, when are you going to do a new episode, a new radio? And I'm like, look, I wanted to wait because I wanted to do the Atlanta recap because you know, everything that happened was unexpected. And we had this weekend love affair that turned into weeks of passion and like just intimacy and stuff like that with what we could do. Um, I wanted to talk about it. I'm like, I'm going to do it this weekend. I'm going to talk about like, it's been a success story. Things are going great between us. You coming out here, we about to spend time together, all this stuff. We're both excited just as much as possible, all this stuff or whatever. And I'm a, and you know, he would just blush and be like, Kenny, I really like you. And just all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, the feeling's mutual. The feeling was mutual. And I told him, I'm like, I'm going to name the episode, the feeling's mutual. But here it is. Saturday, I get this information. He's apologizing. You know, he's texting me. I apologize. My intentions weren't to hurt you. This and third, I don't want to cut you any deeper. Like, you know, I just want to apologize, even if you accept it or not and stuff. And I'm just like, nigga, you threw yourself at somebody who threw you under the bus when shit got hot. My nigga deflected and said, look, I'm going to try to play things off as much as possible. Now that I'm talking to Kenny, I'm going to try to play it off as possible. Shit happened. And I regret it. I wish it didn't, but it did. But I'm going to try to downplay it. Um, Rather, what happened happened or not. Who made their moves on who or not? Y'all still fucked. Y'all still kept it a secret. You, out of all people, still kept it a secret. And you know what we got together. You know what we were building together. You kept that a secret, my nigga. Like, I was just like, damn, this nigga threw you under the bus. That's who you risked this for. That's who you risk this for. His biggest thing was I didn't wasn't nobody chasing him. That's not exactly what happened. Like my friend was with me this whole time and stuff. And that is not what happened. My nigga, I'm like, dude, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who chased who. He threw, he threw you under the bus, baby. 
He threw you under the fucking bus when shit got hot. All that shit. And this is the person that you chose to fuck. My friend that you chose to fuck. And you could have fucked anybody, but you fucked my friend who threw your ass under the bus. And whoever made they move on what, you still are not taking responsibility for the fact that you and my friend fucked. And you chose to act as if everything was normal while y'all were together and the days and weeks following that. That's an issue. That's a problem. I can't trust both of y'all. You out of all people are a fucking liar. I'm like, my dude, like, damn, I had so many plans and it was so, it was so tough y'all because I was just like, damn, I was literally when we're on FaceTime, I'm like, I was just like, wow, he was speechless. He knew he said this, it's nothing he could really say that couldn't, I'm like, yeah, it's nothing that you can't really say. Like the fuck he was speechless, but I'm just like, dude, like I was literally killing off all the expectations and all the plans that I had made for us. And that shit hurt. I don't know if y'all ever did that before, but like I'm a purger and I have to purge everything. So any thoughts that I had of you, any ideas, any plans that I had with you and I, I was literally having to kill those off and I was having to kill him off in my head. Somebody that I genuinely grew feelings for and from my understanding he felt the same way the first person i had connected with on an intimate romantic level and stuff the first person this year i was having to kill that nigga off that shit kind of sucked well it not kind of sucked. it did suck you know it did suck and it was a betrayal because this is this is what we built and you know what you know what was going on between us my friend knew what was going on um, from an extended, like, you know, not so much, but he knew what was going on. The fact that it's just like, dude, like, you don't got to. What happened to the bro code? <laughs> what happened to the fucking bro code? Like, damn, like, shit, I guess you can't expect anything from anybody, especially when you're just meeting them. Right. Mm, you know, mm, cringy. But I had a talk with um, one of my good friends who. Uh, she serves as like an auntie on Clubhouse and stuff, and she's so brilliant. I mean, she, I've seen her help out a lot of people and stuff. And like one thing that I have always been, I've always been a strong friend. I've always been the person since I could remember, you know, where people come to for advice. And I would give Oscar award winning advice. I say it all the time. I did rather my friends follow what I said or not, but they will always see Everything I said would happen and how it would happen would always happen because, like I say, that instinct of mine is just crazy. And I went against it. I went against it, but I had to take responsibility for the fact that things look murky. I couldn't tell the difference. I could not differentiate if it was my residual trust issues or if it was my instinct. Because they felt identical, y'all. That shit was nuts. And her and I, we unpacked a lot. And she was like, what they did was a betrayal. Point blank, period. Full stop. But do you feel that you betrayed yourself by not following your instincts? I said, yes. Yeah, I do. I feel, and I had to hold myself accountable and hold myself responsible. Even though both of these people 
both of these people cannot hold themselves responsible for what they did and how they chose to operate. I have to hold myself accountable. Here it is. I'm being a bigger person again. And it's just like, here I am having to not so much be mad at myself, but just shake my head in my own damn self. Like, damn, I didn't have that conversation with them, you know, after Atlanta, like, you know, I know we're building this relationship and stuff like that or whatever. And we don't know exactly what's going to be, but these are my, these are my hard no's. You know, I didn't say friends were off limits. I didn't say behave yourself. I thought about it. My instinct fucking told me to, but I kept telling myself, chill the fuck out. Don't offend this dude, because if you say that, he might take offense to like, damn, like you think I do that with your friend or it will come off as being jealous or insecure or whatever. And I'm like, no, 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 it ain't it ain't what it is. Just try to calm down Just try to calm down. So I didn't have that conversation with myself and I didn't have that conversation with him or with the so-called friend, you know. So I had to take responsibility and accountability that I did not have that conversation with that had changed anything, possibly, maybe. But at the same time, it's just like these people both operate off bad character. So they probably still would have did it anyways. So but I still didn't say it. And it's all in the past now. No shoulda, woulda, couldas. I have to stand 10 toes down to hold myself accountable and take that ill for myself first and foremost because I betrayed myself by not following my instinct, by not at least speaking up when my instinct was telling me to. And I just didn't know exactly how to navigate through that and to have that conversation with them. So that sucks that, you know, I had to go within self and take that L for myself. But it also sucked that, you know, this guy that I've been building a connection with and everything supposedly was all mutual that, you know, I got betrayed by him, you know, and I don't know if he ever was going to say anything. And I'm so glad. But then again, I'm like, fuck. Now I'm glad that I see you for who you are. You wanted me so bad to see you for who you are. You cried on the phone with me on FaceTime, my nigga. Like, you wanted somebody to finally see you for who you are. But guess what? Now, I see you for who you are. I'm like, dude, you out here getting slutted and gutted by multiple niggas and up here telling the nigga that you're trying to connect with that I'm the only one when that's a lie? Damn, you on some messy bottom shit. Was I the first one after five years, five plus years to to be in you? Hmm. You took the dick. Well, the dick is pretty much a beast. I'm just being honest. The dick is a beast. If you saw it, you saw it. Look, I know what I'm working with. You had a little struggle, but you took it. And that raised questions because I'm like, damn, like shit. Okay, I know my stroke is good, but damn. All right. Shit. I guess I'm the first one after five plus years. And I guess I'm the first one after all those five years and the only one. But my nigga, that was a lie. You told me about somebody who's trying to fuck with you in Atlanta. A nigga that's supposed to be the damn main nigga to a nigga that's supposed to be another friend of mine. (laughs) Like, he was trying to make a move on you. 
Did you let him fuck? Hmm. Now I'm starting to think like maybe you did. Because everything you said has been a lie. So I'm going I'm to lump him in too. Because you volunteered that information when you didn't have to. Maybe you let him slide in you too. You just a messy bottom, huh? Like I was just like, wow. Here we go. And I just didn't understand why these guys, why these bottoms feel the need to lie about, you know, lying they ass ultimately. I mean, one of my biggest pet peeves is that, you know, if we hooking up and stuff and this is not even with this dude that I'm built all the shit with. But anytime like I've been with any bottoms, like, you know, they'll say not all of them, but they'll say without me asking because I'm not about to ask you when the last time you had sex. What the fuck what type of corny shit is that? I'm not about to ask you that. Um, but if you voluntarily tell me like, oh, yeah, I haven't had sex in four or six months or you're the only one I'm having sex with and blah, blah, blah. And I, this is my body count. My dude, I never ask you that. Why do you feel the need to say these things like that's going to make me think you're hotter? <laughs> like, do you think that's going to make a top want to fuck you even better? Like or more bottoms? Answer me this. Riddle me this. Why why the lies? Why the lies? Why do y'all lie on your ass? Ain't lying on my dick. Shit. Don't ask me the last time I had sex, bitch, because you're going to get your feelings hurt. Shit. I'm out here living my La Vida Loca. <laughs> I'm out here living my shit. We all single. I got my little roster of people that I've been fucking for years. Shit. I ain't about to, I ain't tell, we ain't having that talk because it's none of my business. Like, I'm not about to ask you that. Like, no, why are you voluntarily telling me lies about your ass? Like, that's going to make me want you more. And that made me think about this dude. I'm like, nigga, you up here saying I'm the only one that's been in you. I'm the only one on Clubhouse that's been in you. Nigga, that's a lie. That's a fucking lie. Why did you feel the need to do that? How stupid. What Remy Ma said, are you dumb? <laughs> like... <laughs> Like, what the fuck? Like, just just leave me alone. Like, and I will say, obviously, you know, this still sucks. I do know that I will be fine with time comes healing and all of that shit. I wish that this wasn't the conversation that we had. I wish this wasn't the conclusion that that everything that we've been building for the, like the last few weeks to almost a month I wish this is not how it ended I really wish it didn't because we had some great things uh, planned we had some good stuff I wish that you were different and I told him this I'm like I really wish you were different I hoped that you were different and you just showed me what niggas ain't shit and I just got out of a space of thinking that niggas ain't shit. And you just showed me. You the first person to get me out that space. And you showed me that niggas ain't shit. Damn. I was just like, let the fuck down. So I'm grateful. Because now, you know, now I see that so-called friend for who he is. I don't know exactly what's to come with our friendship or whatever. I don't know, but I know that I can't trust him. I don't know what is going to happen right now. I just, I don't want to see him. 
I don't want to talk to him. I know that. Um, and with the old boy, baby, you operate strictly off a of bad character because you knew everything. You knew everything. You was the common denominator in this shit. So I, I definitely can't trust you. I can't trust you around nobody. Like, I can't trust anything that you say. I can't trust anything that you say. But I'm grateful for the fact, and I did acknowledge this weeks before, because I'm like, whatever happens between me and old boy, maybe this is a sign that, you know, I can feel something for somebody again. After that dark space that I came out of, maybe he's a sign I can feel something for someone again. So I took that as a lesson. It showed showed me that. And I took that from it. And I also took from it that (laughs) follow your intuition, baby. You went against it again. And guess what? You got kicked in your fucking ass. I got kicked in my motherfucking ass. And I got to take that L. Ten toes down like a real dude. I got to take that L. I did not follow my instinct. I did not have the conversation. Even if I didn't know if that was going to change anything, I still didn't have that conversation. I got to own up to it. But if anything, I gained more insight to follow my intuition when all things are there. And the fact that I am capable of feeling again after the times that I've been through, I'm able to feel things again. I can do this. I need to heal again and all of that. And do I necessarily trust any damn dude again? Uh, no. (laughs) But eventually, eventually I will. And I'm a hopeful romantic at heart. I'm perfectly fine being single. You know, I'm a natural introvert, but I do at times, I I do crave that affection and that intimacy other than just the sex, just that connection, that genuine connection. I do crave that from time to time because I'd be out here living my best life. You know, look, y'all, y'all know if y'all know me, I stay to myself. I come out when I come out. I socialize when I want to socialize. I water my plants. I watch my movies. I go to the movies out. The world's open back up. Thank God. Um, and I retreat and I have my snacks. <laughs> um, so, and I have my regulars and all that stuff or whatever. And it's just like, that's been what it was because it's like, if you are living your life the best way you can, then it's just like, look, ain't nobody worrying you. Ain't nobody stressing you out. You can go to sleep peacefully. And I have been. It's been great. But I do know at at my heart of hearts that I do crave that emotion, um, you know, and everything like that. So I do. But um, it is what it is. And I just I don't know if I need to technically be on Clubhouse anymore. Um, You'll see what. Cordero and I talked about in our extended episode of The Feelings Mutual, but I just feel like, you know, with everybody and everyone's business and stuff, I honestly, I don't ever want to involve myself with another guy from Clubhouse at this point, 
Because again, everyone's in each other's DMs. Everyone's talking to each other. Everyone's seeing each other naked. Booty holes and dicks and everything galore. I, I don't want to have that stress again. And it's just like so many fucking people who have tried to say all in my inbox before. I mean, one dude up here king this king that blah 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 i really like you you're the only one i'm feeling and this that you sending me news and stuff and fuck these other niggas they ain't they ain't shit you know you're the only one i can he turns to find out he talking to somebody else probably saying the same fucking shit to them really i found that out from his friend i found that to y'all from his friend i'm like oh damn Shit, I know what he's saying to me in my DMs. Supposedly, I stand out from everybody. Supposedly, I'm just like this prize. And he's going to award me with his body. (laughs) Supposedly, like, I'm just like, just the royalty, right? I'm just this black king or whatever, right? I'm so special. But I find out, like, that he's entertaining somebody else on the same level. And I found out, out from his own friend. I'm just like oh wow and I didn't tell his friend that like me and him had like this connection or whatever I think he told his friend that he liked me like that but I didn't go into depth because I didn't need to go into detail because I wasn't trying to spill any of that tea or whatever but it was just like oh okay see I'd be getting the tea and I'd just be shaking my head I'd be or nodding I'm like oh okay I mean you got niggas out here this is one thing I just couldn't do like I just This app has been great. It's been great, but it's also been toxic as fuck because you got dudes out here who are making promises that they cannot keep. You got niggas out here who are trying to perpetuate like this, this gold standard. You know, they are Mother Teresa. They are unproblematic. They are just good boys. You know, they are the prize. When all actuality, they up here got x y and z five and six niggas in the same rooms five and six niggas in the same environments now that we're all starting to meet up and you got all these dudes who feel some type of way to you because you telling them the same shit that you telling each other what huh that shit gets messy that shit gets too messy and i cannot do it Fuck all that shit when it comes down to, oh, don't put all your eggs in one basket. No, I just don't like people like that first and foremost. So I can't just by nature, I can't multitask with humans. I can multitask with with different things, but not with humans. Damn, you haven't all these in-depth conversations with what? How many people in one day? That's a lot of energy. Like, damn, I know your fingers hurt from all that text. Huh? <laughs> like how many good mornings can you answer? How many how's your days and what's your nights gonna look like and things like that gonna be damn I can't. And all these people were meeting up and all these people are thinking they have uh your time and your body and and your space and you're not able to live up to it. So all these people are feeling some type of way and they're catching in on certain tea and all this stuff and you're being looked at secretly as a fuckboy and you try not to look like fuckboys but it's just like you end up getting 
talked about amongst other people, amongst the community, as a fuckboys. And it's just like, because you can't give, you're only one person juggling multiple people. That's a lot of work. It's just like, damn, you got too many cooks in your kitchen. I can't. I can't. It's too many people that I see like saying that such and such as their friends, but then they are fucking off on each other and stuff like that. And it's just like, what? First off, I didn't ask for that information either, but it's just like, I just observe so much and I'm just so sick and tired of it. And, you know, Clubhouse has been a great outlet, but maybe this is just a blessing disguise that, you know, now that we are in this world, you know, we're still technically in a pandemic, but, you know, we're towards the end of it. I hope, fingers crossed, but the world is opening back up and we're all starting to meet up and everything. And it's just like, you just kind of got to give yourself grace, but you got to give other people grace because you're playing with people's feelings. And that's not right. That's not right. I, I can never, and I have never promised my space or my time or my body to somebody. I never have done that unless we said that we were going to link up in a few hours or like a few minutes and shit like that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you get to see it. Okay. But I can never make promises that I can't keep. And I do that in the real world, even before Clubhouse. So it's just like, it's just too messy. Everyone's in each other's shit. And it's just too much. And I don't want to feel like I need to block anybody and stuff like that. So it's just like, let me just take time to decompress and take some time to myself and just own up to my shortcomings in this situation and also not be triggered by seeing y'all and stuff like that. Like, ugh, I'm just disgusted because I'm also reminded by all the other people that I know is doing each other dirty. Let me just let me just take a step back and clear my mind. And step into the real world because things are opening back up. Concerts, music festivals, the movie theaters. Y'all know I love the movie theaters. Everything. Day parties. Day parties are back in LA, y'all. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. So let me take a step. Let me catch up on some TV that I've been missing because I have not. My sleep pattern, my, my movies, my TV shows, I have missed them because we be on Clubhouse all fucking day. Let me reconnect with friends. Let me go to the park. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> so maybe this is a blessing in disguise. Maybe it is. Maybe I need to take a break from all the fuck shit. Because if it's not the two people that I don't need to see that's going to trigger me, it's going to be the people that I know is doing fuck shit behind each other's backs that's going to trigger me. And I don't need that stress. So I deleted the app. But let me say, you know, it, it served a purpose and it's been a great platform nonetheless. And I'm not saying that I'm going to be gone forever. I'm just going to be realistic with it. I'm just going to take it day by day and um, try to focus on what's really out there in the real world and see what this has, at least the summertime, have in store. And also, y'all, I'm going to also say this. There may have been two people. And if y'all listen to Nude Radio, which I think you do, 
I don't know. There's been two people that I kind of think I may have possibly overlooked. Possibly. Because I was not a good space when they were trying to pursue me. Maybe I need to give them a chance. And bonus points, ding, 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 ding. They live here. Oh, God, they live in L.A. (sighs) That's nice. (laughs) So maybe I need to look at things in a different scope and take this time to heal and take what has happened to me, the betrayal of self and betrayal from both parties involved. Maybe I need to take this as a lesson. Fuck, maybe. No, I need to. And capitalize on follow my instinct because, baby, when I tell you, I now know I'm just going to say it for what it is. If you get, look, I'm just going to say it because it's better left that it's put out there than it's not. I don't want to have a repeat. And that's one thing Auntie and I talked about. This person is not one of you know, one person, this is one of many, you're going to have to have this conversation many times. So have it. Don't betray yourself again. Say exactly what your do's and don'ts are from the rip, from the jump. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. So I'm going to, I'm going to take my time y'all and I'm going to heal and all those things. I'm going to treat myself nicely. I guess we're back at square one, kind of, sort of, but not really. But I'm just going to heal. And I know like this is going to be the ebb and flow of things and stuff. And I can't hold a grudge to save my life or whatever. But I just know how to operate with those two people, at least. And just like going forward, like, you know, obviously these people cannot be trusted. That's that's definitely a thing, of course. But Maybe also I just need to capitalize on these two other people that I may have possibly overlooked when I was in a bad space. And maybe I need to see if there's something there, if there is. So this week should be interesting. I'm excited. We'll see. I just can't wait to not feel hurt. Um, that sucks. Uh, I can't wait to, you know, and again, time is going to be a healing factor or whatever, but, you know, I'm just going to forever shake my head whenever I think about those two people, I guess. I can forgive them, but I just won't fuck with them, I guess. Who knows? Who knows? But that's where I'm at now. And I'm going to take that for what it is. So, y'all, tune in to Cordero and I's version, which is an extended bonus version. Again, we get to tell our story and you get to meet Cordero, which I'm really excited. Like I say, he's one of many friends that I have been able to connect with uh, from Clubhouse. And like I say, you can find him on his podcast, which is again, Daryl's Daring Thoughts. That is on all streaming platforms, wherever you can find podcast shows, just like how you can find mine, you can find his. So if you want, if you love him, which I'm sure you will, uh, he's a bubbly time and just messy, but good messy. It's funny. He's a kiki. So listen to that episode. But I did want to take the time just to add context to 
um, my side of things and my own personal recap for my semi-nude episode. And um, like I say, no names. (laughs) I don't believe in that. If you know, then you know. Um, And that's where we're going to leave it. But I just wanted to tell my side of my story and keep it there and my perspective and my, you know, from my, my view and everything. So feel free, uh, listen to our extended episode. It's going to be great. It's going to be fun. We're going to talk about Atlanta and Dallas and, uh, listen to this. If you love my personal semi-nude episodes, then here you are. You got me. You got me. Ooh. My voice is just now coming back after Dallas, but y'all find out more about that in that episode. But this has been fun. Um, send me some prayers. <laughs> I need them. <laughs> and uh, y'all, listen to your intuition. Listen to your gut and let that guide you. Let that be a lesson uh, from myself to you. So thank you so much. Have a good rest of your day or evening, wherever you are. And uh, we're signing out. This is Kenny Heflin with Nude Radio. And the feeling is mutual. The feeling is mutual. <laughs>